This is the Interpretive Condolences. I am joined here by my associates, Kason and Mr. Smiley. That's right. We're here to bring you a little bit of bring you a little bit of joy, bring you a little bit of news, a little bit of stories. Learn the beer. Learn about ourselves everything. and the world around us. That's right. We're gonna learn all sorts of shit. Are you guys ready for this? All sorts of learning. Oh, that's why we're here, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know that racist frog from the from the WB? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dumber, Dumber, WB. WB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. And then like I think Looney Tunes used to be on that. Warner yeah, it was a Warner Brother thing, so yeah. I think they did it. They they tag it on a lot of weird shit. Yeah, and then they had they had that alien character. This is oh, like uh, black that was blackface. Marvin the Martian? Yeah, Marvin yeah. the Martian. Okay. Oh uh, well they yeah. never showed him. I just Marvin think I just figured his eyes were so No, he was doing blackface. He just oh. hid, he just hid in his mask. But he had the helmet on, so yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah, it's fine. He had like a Spartan helmet on, like I was just led to believe he was mostly eyes, yeah. so he was embarrassed to take off his helmet probably. No, it's not his whole no, face it's was just, just eyes. It was just, just black, eyes. It was blackface. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That makes more sense than actually. Yeah. Well, my story today has nothing to do with that, but okay. it does have to do with Marvin's. A Marvin. A Marvin. And Marvin. then a different. There's well, been a lot of great Marvins. Yeah. Out there. The, the primary thing is about Marvin, and then the, you know, the post is about a Marvin. Poster. Yeah. All right. Post <laughs> pre pre pre. The pre is about a Marvin, and then the post of that pre is about a Marvin. Oh, post. I thought you were saying poster. Marvin poster. Yeah, the post. Okay, I was picturing the poster. Pre-post. One beautiful evening, Marvin came bounding up the garden, walked like a person dancing on air, and waving a fluttering strip of paper in his hand. The last payment, Millie, he hurrahed. The $600 is paid off. And Millie fell into his arms and tried to tell him for the thousandth time what a splendid man he was. Yeah, I mean, he's got 600 bucks, I mean. Okay. I just like like that she had to tell him for the thousandth time. This guy's really insecure. (laughs) Tell me again how important I am. Thousand time, Marvin. (laughs) He does this all the time, I guess. That's all he asks is just to be congratulated. Told he's doing well. Papa Worthington strolled down into the cottage in the evening. His broad face was rather unusually beaming, and he suggested a person expecting to hear some news. About those payments, began Marvin, with a conscious pride as they adjourned from the porch to the cozy little parlor. There's six hundred, the final note of the six hundred dollars. Well, well, miss commented Mr. Worthington. In an apparently gratified tone, I declare, Marvin, I am more than pleased, proud of you, in fact. You see, saving has not been so hard after all. Hard? echoed Marvin. Why, it's just delightful. I've got $100 in the bank in Millie's name, and we're going to build it up to $30 a month as a nest egg for another real estate investment. Millie, show your father the vegetable and egg savings. Savings. What is this, dude? <laughs> what are you reading? <laughs> Very proudly, Billy produced a little tin box and showed and rattled its contents. $47.50, Papa. 
She chirped. What do you think of that? I think you're a famous pair, declared Mr. Worthington, and with energy. Here, Millie, add that to your little treasure heap, Marvin stated. He sat petrified, very deliberately pretty. Millie drew from an envelope six $100 bills and some minor banknotes. I did it for your own good, Marvin, explained Mr. Worthington. There are no real payments due on the cottage. I wanted to see you steady economy, and you've done it nobly. Will you forgive my share in the innocent deception, dear? Asked Millie wistfully. Say, answered Marvin, choking up with grateful emotion. When a fellow finds his life lined up the way mine is through the thoughtfulness of the dearest wife in the world and her grand old father. A kiss for the one, a warm handshake for the other. And Marvin Bates' faithful friends knew that their experiment had permanently succeeded and that the big-hearted husband and son-in-law was a good fellow. Indeed. I agree. Sounds like a great guy. Good fellow. So, that's just a story from about a Marvin <laughs> just in November heart, heart of 1912. Is that like an obituary thing? A lot of good no, Marvins no, no, back no. then. It's, <laughs> it's a story about a Marvin. It's yeah. an autobiography that he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> it's from the story about a Marvin. The, it's just a story about a Marvin from the Daybook volume. Uh, the Daybook. Chicago, oh, volume Chicago 3, November 14, 1912, page 20. Oh, page 20, okay. Yeah, it was page 20. Uh, that makes, that yeah. makes it all make sense. I get it now. Okay. So I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a more recent Marvin. Oh, yeah. A more yeah. recent guy, okay. Do tell. Yeah, he had, he had money stuff. He had family stuff. He had a... Name Marvin? Yeah, he was named Marvin. That's what that's what this is all about. It's Marvin. Another man named Marv. It's Marvin Monday. Marvin Monday. Is it Marvin Sunday? Uh, it'll be Monday in a couple hours. Yeah, it'll be Monday in a couple hours. Thank you, Mr. Smiley. It's close. It's close to Monday. It's close. It's close enough. <laughs> it's Monday in Japan. Yeah. It's Monday yeah, somewhere. It's Monday, Monday. somewhere. As they say. There's a lot. They always, they always <laughs> say that. As they say, it's, it's Monday somewhere. Okay. If Marv was your friend, he was your best friend. But if he decided that he was your enemy... And he was your worst and most dangerous enemy. It's a quote from a close friend of Marvin Haymeyer. <laughs> Not his worst enemy, but he's a close Probably friend. As an insider, yeah. yeah. He knew what was going on. Haymeyer's Air Force career led him to the great state of Colorado. He fell in love. He found his place in the world. When his service ended, he decided to settle in Grand Lake. Mark, Marv decided to start a chain of muffler shops in the neighboring areas. The workload was a bit more than he wanted to deal with, so he leased all of them out except for one. He decided to just bear the responsibility of one muffler shop in Granby, Colorado. Mountain View Muffler. Great name. 
Isn't it? Prestigious, yeah. <laughs> he purchased he purchased that land in uh, and the shop in in 1992. Marv was very involved with local politics as well as community. He described he was described as an enjoyable person and willing to bend over backwards for anyone by most neighbors. <laughs> okay. Glad they're neither each other on such a personal level. That's right. He sounds like a nice guy then. Yeah, he'd bend over backwards, which is not hard, not easy to do. Backwards. Yeah, and he was enjoyable. Like, enjoyable hurt. while bending over backwards. Yeah, couldn't hurt. Okay. Two bonuses. It's very flexible. Yeah, and kind. Yeah, tight but malleable. Malleable. <laughs> it's the, like other, Gumby. <laughs> the other neighbors, however, would disagree, having been associated with the more volatile interactions with him. That's the, that's the if he was your enemy. Yeah, yeah, he's not yeah. as good. Side, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's all people, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I mean, somebody's... like if you get a fucking along with somebody, then it's great. If you don't get along with them, then it's shitty. Yeah, pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah, but you really didn't, you really didn't want to not get along with, with Marvin Haymeyer. Mm. There were examples of Marv's volatility, like. Marv once threatened to kill a customer's husband when she didn't want to pay for a botched repair job that happened at his shop. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, you want to play that one out? I'm not sure how botched this would be. Who wants, who wants, who, who wants to be the wife? And I don't understand why the wife is the one that, like, I'm... The, the wife is the one that the did whole it, thing is, tries to kill her husband. The whole thing is pretty yeah, confusing. Yeah, wife, it's yeah. like... He's not going to hit a lady. He's got... He's, you know, a sensible uh, yeah. guy. He's not crazy. <laughs> but he will go drive to her house and kill her husband later. <laughs> okay, let's play this. Rude let's play this. Let's play this out, Case. And who do you want to be? Do you want to be... Do you want to be... Do you want to be the wife or the husband or Marv? Oh, I don't know. The husband's even involved. I think he's just threatened. So he's, no, he's oh, no, 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 no. He's going to be involved. Oh, man. We'll He'll be involved in the, making in the conversation story, with the wife. We'll do it on the phone. So, so I'll be like... So, uh, did that repair job and you haven't paid me yet? I refuse. It was a terrible job, the worst I've ever seen in my life. Who's on the phone, honey? Who's on the phone? Just, just shush, okay? I can handle this. Don't, you don't need bother. To, you need to, to pay me. This guy is a fucking asshole. You need to pay me for the work that I did. We will not pay. The muffler was subpar, and gonna, I will never approve. I'm gonna fuck up your husband. I will fuck your husband up, lady, if you don't fucking give me my money. As long as you don't deal with me, I don't mind. What's he saying now, honey? What's nothing, he saying now? Nothing, Bill. Don't worry fuck, about it. You know what? Hey, I will fuck you up, guy. Handle back it. there. Are you the husband? Is that is that your husband What's that I can hear? Uh, What's he saying yeah, about me? Yeah, yeah, he What's is he, back is he there. talking about me now? Um, you tell him that I'm going to fuck him up if you don't give me my money for that botched repair job that I did. I mean, for the repair job that I did. <laughs> He's saying he hates you and he wants to fight you for some reason. Um, That's right. I wait, it's nothing to do with me, honey. Yeah, I I'm need sorry. the fucking. I want my fucking money. I, uh, I'll fuck him up. Who the fuck is this wise guy? Huh? It's like that with the muffler shop. Tell him to, oh, yeah. tell him to come down here, Mountain View Muffler. Muffler, muffler Marv is on Marv's the phone. Here. Oh, we're getting the car. We're getting the car right now, honey. Let's oh, go. Oh, jeez. I didn't want. I didn't want this to happen. All right, that's good. That's good. I'll see you guys soon. Have my money. So sorry, Bill. Um, he's gonna come to kill you. Oh. I tried to talk him out of it. He was 
I mean, he, 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 you know Muffler Marv. He's Tell that son of a bitch I'll be right here. <laughs> Muffler Marv's a wise cracking son of a bitch. I've been he waiting to tune him up for quite some time Grandby, now. Colorado's a small fucking town. That guy's in the bingo club, and I hate him. He's always been trouble. I heard he's cheating on his wife, too. Oh, that's right. And his muffler's a soft part. You're right. I heard that part. Heard his mufflers are imported from China. He doesn't even use American make. Oh, damn. Inferior mufflers. Inferior mufflers. Hashtag inferior mufflers. So I don't believe this Marv guy. I think Marv might be up to no good. I'm not sure, though. Hey, he never can be. Another another example of uh, of of Marv's volatility was Marv published two letters in favor of legalizing gambling. Gambling. When an opposition newsletter interviewed Marv, they said that he got so angry that he almost engaged in a fist fight with them. Journalism. Journalism. Fake news. <laughs> I guess so. That's right. I guess people start up, man. Yeah, don't piss Marv off. Like he's just he's just a passionate dude. He's a very passionate dude. In the late 1990s, Marv received an offer from the Doshe family, which is spelled kind of like douche f, to buy Mountain View Muffler, his last remaining shop. A little history: the douche f, douche f, douche f. Doshef. The Doshef family is an extremely wealthy family in Colorado. Uh, their wealth came from dairy farms. They hold a lot of influence in this specific region of Colorado that we're talking about in terms of lobbying and things like that. Big wolf on campus. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they got they got they got fingers they got fingers in pies and things. Oh yeah. A lot of pies. Yeah, a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. Swinging dukes. Yep. Haymeyer bought his land for $42,000 from the Resolution Trust Corp in 1992, and he agreed to sell it to the Duchef family for $250,000. But that deal fell apart when Marv apparently requested for $375,000, and then... Classic Marv. Uh... <laughs> And then, he would. and then Susie Dushef quoted saying that he asked for $1 million. And then she said, I just think he set things up to the point where you would have to say no. He probably set you up to say no just so he could get mad at you. <laughs> she, said that, she said that in an interview to Sky High News after all of the events that you're about to hear that happened so we get her side of the story first yeah her side of the story is after the after the fact and it's kind of I guess you had to be there type of thing because (laughs) Marv's no longer with us rest in peace Marv the Dushefs didn't 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 like the whole him turning them down and so rather than paying what Marv was asking for they decided to go swing their dicks around in the Granby (laughs) City Council they lobbied to rezone all of the land surrounding Marvin Haymeyer's, and Marvin also had a dick, and he came out swinging with it in these <laughs> meetings, and a sword fight ensued. Oh boy! But he was in self-defense. He was just attempting to defend and protect himself. 
He didn't draw first dick. He did not pull the first dick. But you know what they say. The more dick, the more win. <laughs> I thought it was going to be who without sin cast the first dick. <laughs> <laughs> or something. The first but, dick slap. <laughs> he without sin swings the first he, dick. He without dick first swings the first sin. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. In 2001, the zoning commission obviously sided with the party with the most dicks and rezoned all the land around Haymire's. And in that process, eliminated Haymire's only access road to his muffler shop because it went through an easement on the land. Marv had a muffler shop that nobody could drive to. They also decided to just fine Marv $2,500 because of junk cars that were on his property, on his... Auto what? <laughs> fixing property for having extra cars. Yeah, there. he had cars there that were broken. Kind of cars at his muffler shop. shop. Like yeah, this, yeah this they, is an eyesore. Yeah, they fit, his cars. They, they find him for that, and then they also find him for failing to be on the sewer grid. Okay. And not yeah. I'm not sure. Like I tried to look up if he had a septic system or or not, and I. It seems like he did, so I'm not really sure why. Maybe because it was a uh, could be a local county thing or something. Yeah, maybe some local business. Yeah, thing. Yeah, like you to be if you're sewer. running a business, then you got to be on the actual like sewer grid. Marv wasn't gonna give up though, like a normal, rational person with blood, sweat, and tears. Marv got the community involved and took legal action. He gathered signatures from people to get an ordinance against the plant, the concrete plant, and filed an appeal against the decision that the zoning commission made about the rezoning. He also applied for a permit to get his property on grid sewage. The only problem with this was the sewage line had to run through the Duchef's recently purchased land that surrounded his property. And I'm sure they were totally going to give him permission. (laughs) To do that Pretty sure they did it And that's why that sentence was Yeah it's like they don't like this guy So why would they Marvin even bought a bulldozer To build a new road to his land So that customers could access his muffler shop But the city council denied him the permit To develop that road <laughs> Rough times, Guy just man. can't catch a break. Yeah, this this Marvin's not having it. Just so. trying to sell mufflers. He's here. not having it easy. Many people suspected corruption and collaboration between the city council and the Mountain Park concrete plant, which the douche Jeffs owned. But no evidence has ever been brought to light. I mean, why? I don't understand why anybody suspected corruption or collaboration there. I mean, this all seems pretty above board to me. This guy is doing everything in his power to do things legally, and nothing's just working out for him. It's just bad luck. Man's just keeping him down. County man. Well, this is this is where it turns. Are you ready for a case? 
I'm assuming this guy's not going to catch another round. break here. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be <laughs> what will um, come up bad next? news for, gonna, this, uh, for old Marv. It. Marv's going to make his own break, bro. Oh, okay. he's a survivor. Yeah. It's like Marvin the Martian, you know? He did black and he just got thing. away with it. I bet, yeah, he's a resourceful guy, I bet. Yeah, he's just got to do You can't keep here. down the Marv. Muffler Marv. Muffler Marv, man. He's a fighter. Always will be. With no other options, no income, and isolated, Marvin did what he had to do. Prostitution. He started blowing truckers. (laughs) 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 He was a lot lizard. Blowing truckers on the board, survey says. <laughs> Not blowing truckers. Uh, oh, no. Chris, would you care to guess again? Care, oh, yeah. Right. Chris, would you care to guess again? Number two, best way to make money. <laughs> best, best way best for far out of options, <laughs> desperate, and in need of something to do. No, he did. He did. He did. Uh, Hand jobs to truckers. Survey says hand jobs to truckers on the board. You've got to do four times as many hand jobs. Luckily, you have twice as many hands as mouth. So you can make the money, you know, 50% faster. You can dub them up sometimes, yeah. You're not going to make it twice as fast because you got to give out four (laughs) hand jobs for every one blow job. But yet you have two hands to every one mouth. So you could do two at a time. Get two done. That's it's still that's four dicks to go through instead of just the one. So BJ for truckers uh, for one thousand dollars, please. BJ for truckers survey says on the board. No. Oh. Man. Sorry guys. All right. Sorry. All right. Is the real answer? He didn't sell. He didn't oh. sell supplements, did he? Well, supplements to truckers. Marv, <laughs> to truckers. Marvin. Marvin did what he had to do, Case. Then. I'm, I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. He sent a check for $2,500 to pay the fines. Okay. And in the memo line of the check, he wrote, Cowards. Nice. Stick it to him. Cowards. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a real crazy guy, right? He's real intimidating. He's scary. Stirring Marv, the pot. Mar- Marvin, Marvin then decided to sell the muffler shop. To a waste company, and he was told he had six months to leave. Marv decided he was going to make the best, of, the most of these six months, and he immediately began taking action. 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 Some action there, Marv. The bulldozer Marv had bought to develop a road was a Komatsu D335A. He drove it into his muffler shop and began to do some. Do-it-yourself modifications. Hell yeah. Nice. Marv created a thick armor out of layers of steel and concrete around the engine, cab, and parts of the tracks. He then installed three-inch bulletproof plastic around cameras at the front and the back that were connected to screens inside the cab. Oh, here we go. All right. He also installed fans and an air conditioner for comfort. Nice. You gotta have comfort. You know, you're, right. you're trapped in a concrete and steel. You gotta stay age. cool, man. You gotta stay focused. You gotta be comfortable in there. That's right. You're not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> he stockpiled food, water, and an air tank in the cab, as well as setting multiple gun ports that aimed out near oh, the controls. Yeah. His arsenal included a 50 caliber rifle, a 22 long rifle, and a 308 semi automatic pistol. Did he already have all this shit? Or, like, did he just buy it just for the... 
Well, he has military guy. He had everything but the bulldozer, but he bought the bulldozer to build the fucking road so that he didn't have to do this. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want it to come to this. You guys pushed me. The bulldozer was an insurance plan of its own, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like it. It was its own insurance. (laughs) This will pay for itself somehow, I have a feeling. Yeah. So uh, the this concrete this concrete steel dome that he built he built it up above uh, like he built it on like a cherry picker like a crane um, in the warehouse and he parked the bulldozer underneath it and so okay so he formed the when he lowers yeah when he lowers it down which he does uh, he he lowers it down on himself using a, a remote control from inside the cab so he's oh, actually Christ. locked into the thing there is absolutely no way oh, Jesus to get Christ. in or out of the fucking thing <laughs> it's it's phenomenal all this work and he didn't no. he didn't think of that it took marv about 18 months to finish this masterpiece he documented all of it in journals and audio recordings nice marv was quoted in one of the audio tapes because of your anger because of your malice because of your hate you would not work with me I'm going to sacrifice my life my miserable future that you gave me to show you that what you did is wrong I was always willing to be reasonable until I had to be unreasonable sometimes reasonable men do unreasonable things Jesus. That's wow, that's from his journal? That's from the, an audio recording. Oh, okay. Who was that addressed to? It was addressed it to... Anyone, anyone who finds it? Or what? Yeah, it was, it's addressed to a bunch of people that you're going to hear about right now. Okay. <laughs> In Marv's wake. Oh, man. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully it all comes out. But, I mean, that's a fair statement, right? Yeah, that seems he like did, he's... Like, he did do everything. I mean, he fucking sent a check to these fucking assholes. Like, I paid fucking... You know, you and me fucking gave fucking assholes in this fucking county forty thousand fucking dollars to fucking do something here, and where's that now? (laughs) I mean, shit, this guy's everything he could. Yeah, shit. Can only push a man so far. Marvin believed that a higher power prevented visitors to his shop over the 18 months while he was building all of this crazy shit and doing this crazy stuff from thinking anything was weird about this project that was happening that they clearly saw happening <laughs> it was a higher power that clouded their vision according to Mark further justifying what he was doing <laughs> Don't Could you imagine that? You like walk into like your like local auto shop, like if you walked into like H and H, and they just have like a bulldozer there. Like, just building like this massive like steel and concrete shell. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you get the middle of the warehouse. So uh, yeah, you get it. Can, can, can you do my, my tire alignment? Yeah, no problem. It's guys, got good. a little uh, project going on <laughs> here? Is that a, is that a home, homecoming float? Or what's, what's that? It's a pretty weird looking uh, parade float, guys. Is <laughs> a camper shell for a tank? When do you put I the mean, flowers on it? I don't know. Is that for the Rose Bowl? <laughs> it's a big parade. Big parade coming up. Oh, okay. To set things in motion, in 2004... Marvin's father passed away 
and he broke off his engagement after finding his fiance fucking another dude. Oh man, this guy just can't win. Marv! <laughs> I know, right? He's got all the cards stacked against him. It's rough. June 4th. It was a bleak and dreary day. Marv popped to the post office and mailed his recordings to his brother. Then he decided to go home, grab his list of targets, and hop into the old killdozer. Time. That's right. Yeah. What if something time else would happen though in, the, in, the, in between? <laughs> he got in an axe car accident on the way home or something. <laughs> Somebody rear-ended him. He wakes up in the hospital like three days later. His brother's already got all the shit in the mail. Comes freaked out. Like, he's like, what's wrong, Marv? What's wrong, Marv? He's like, what? You got hit by a drunk driver three days ago. <laughs> You've been in a coma. What's all that crazy fucking shit you sent me, dude? Oh, oh bro, that was never not, mind. Oh, never mind. Never mind. That was nothing, man. That was nothing. nothing. I, I was had a weird night. I, I hadn't slept for like a week, and that was kind of weird. <laughs> I was sorry. <laughs> I just, after, after the coma, you know, I just kind of changed my perspective. I just, I guess, I just needed to rest. You know, that's what it was. <laughs> after a, a four-day nap, will do that to anybody. You know. <laughs> well, if his father hadn't died and his wife hadn't been fucking another oh, yeah, kid, yeah, maybe it would have been like that first story. He's, where he's had a hard. Just happy, you know. He's had, a, he's had a few mishaps for sure. Old Marv. ton armored shell that he lowered onto the Komatsu with the crane Marvin had sealed his destiny figuratively and literally he couldn't get out at 3pm the side of Marv's shed was blown to shreds as the killdozer emerged into the world (laughs) headed for Mountain Park Concrete Plant his next door neighbor 911 calls were abundant. A notable one from Mr. Cody Dushev witnessed this destruction and attempted to block Marv with a front end loader. He retreated when bullets started raining down on him from Marv's well placed gun ports. Nice. Marv was ready. And not only that, but like if you, if I'll put a link to this video, uh, a news thing, but like there is a video, a uh, helicopter view video of this that I should case it. Holy shit. And really? this oh, guy, so this guy puts, this guy pulls a front end loader, which is a massive piece of machinery yeah. in front of this, in front of this killdozer. And, and he just pushes it out of the way. <laughs> he just, he just, play, he just, Forcefully pushes it out of his way into another, like into the road and into another driveway, and then just Damn. drives away. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> Multiple vehicles and two buildings were destroyed as the killdozers slowly moved onto the highway and headed towards town. A parade of emergency hey, vehicles were we following behind Marvin as he began to enter the town in the killdozer. Oh, yeah. I knew it was for a parade. See, you knew it'd be yeah. a parade. Yeah, yeah it's like, like, you gotta throw a parade for some fucking shit like this. It's amazing. It's like a parade idea. <laughs> that's that's good. One poor police SUV was crushed when he got too close. Yeah, exactly. Don't mess with the bulldozer. That's a fucking killdozer. Kill yeah, you know. I mean, you get too close to the killdozer, you crush. That's right. Fuck your fuck your SUV. You're gonna get the horns <laughs> of that bull, buddy. <laughs> The very rational press made a hero of this story. This story being the one that I'm telling. 
<laughs> Under Sheriff Glenn Trainer knew that he needed to kill Marv. And as any fine cop, he premeditated a murder. Glenn said, <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that drove me is that I knew that killing him behind the wheel was the only way we were going to be able to stop this thing. Glenn failed and was not able to penetrate the killdozer with 37 (laughs) fucking rounds from his pistol after climbing atop it and trying to shoot his way in. Shoot his way through like a fucking hero. I'm gonna shoot a fucking cartoon style hole around the top and I'll just drop through. (laughs) (laughs) But I shoot 30 rounds in a perfect circle around my feet (laughs) it'll just drop through and I'll knock him out. Always happens. Put it in park. I'll save the fucking day. I just, I love how there's a lot of press about this guy, and they made him out to be like a hero. He's a hero who just, he just, yeah, he he just climbed. He climbed up on top of, on top of this thing at some point in time during this rampage. Attempted to get into it, didn't. Couldn't. And then got off of it. <laughs> so close to being a hero. Yeah, well, he apparently still was a hero because he tried. Yeah, I mean, he still got. And then his, uh, yeah, and then he his, tried to use his bare hands and a pistol to get it inside of an armored tank. Yeah. And then his justification for it was just like his quote was just, "I knew what was gonna happen. I needed to kill this guy." <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man! Like that shit. Like that sheriff needs to be fucking like put in a fucking mental hospital, man. That's Dick- some. That's some fucked up shit. This guy's in a fucking bulldozer. Yeah, I, I hope he's like said hopping that. on a turtle and be like, "That guy's speeding." <laughs> I hope he said that quote too, like right before he hopped up there, like like all cool, like, like a bad badass like tagline. I gotta kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, right that. up there and he couldn't get in. He said that uh, to his he said that to his hard dick, right? Yeah, he's doing it. Mind. He's like, "Fuck what, yeah." What would have been would, me, the best? The best. Yeah, the, sorry guys. I feel like we're the, gonna be a hero. The best outcome of that should have been. You should have, out of the 37 rounds, he tried to shoot through a bunch of layers of concrete and steel. One of them should have just backed up, backed up and hit him in the knee, like ricocheted. Yeah. And fucking so. nailed his ass. Like, that shit would have been hilarious. That'd be like one of those great YouTube videos that you get. Never add, mind, guys. Add it goofy sound effects to it. It's it just this guy back, popping up on this fucking bulldozer and then shooting down at it and then just falling off. Boom. <laughs> 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 Benny Hill fucking theme song playing in the background. (laughs) Vote your last dozer, amigo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, never mind. It shoots back, it shoots back. Sorry, guys. (laughs) It shot me. Marvin and his killdozer entered into Granby, and the police were waiting for him. Though they couldn't really do shit. The killdozer was immune to bullets and explosives. They tried. So the police just began evacuating people as the killdozer slowly... (laughs) Get out of the fucking way! Get away! away. Very slowly... We can't stop him! Just go! ...moved along a rather predictable course. (laughs) Fucking heroes. I knew where he was going. Despite being incredibly hard to control, Marv expertly maneuvered the killdozer specifically to hit his targets on the list. He destroyed only cars of the people that had wronged him. He destroyed the home of a former mayor that he believed was part of the corruption. The killdozer plowed through the business of a former city councilman. He even decided to take out good old city hall, where he had so many fond memories of justice being served. (laughs) 
So he was actually super, very selective of like his targets. He oh, wasn't, he was. He, he wasn't he just was like very, very selective. Anything like way, amazingly you know? selective. I mean, it, it was a very slow yeah. process too, so we had time to think. About yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't just killing random. Not going really fast. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be pretty yeah. deliberate with your movements. Well, like, and then like Bulldozer. the fact that he put that thirty-ton fucking shell on it, it made it really hard to control. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and um, at some point in time. The, the radiator started leaking. I think it was probably towards the end. I think this whole thing took about three hours, yeah. two or three hours. Um, but yeah, like his radiator started leaking. But like, yeah, just the shell on top of it made it really, really difficult for him to yeah, just like, to move it or yeah, like it was real wobbly. And like, if you, if you look up the video, uh, you can see him, you can see him moving around like, like testing it out before he actually enters the city. Oh, you can wow. see him just like going back and forth trying to get a get a a handle on how to fucking deal with the thing because straight. it is it is all over the fucking place. It's crazy that he did not really destroy anything that he didn't want to destroy. Yeah. Or it. just crash it on the way there. Yeah, that's cool. Stuck yeah. in a ditch. No. Yeah, just flip it flip it on the way there. Marv smashed the office of a newspaper that had wrote condescending articles about him, and he rampaged the city without harming a single person. Wow. Not knowing what to do, the Grand Police, in all their infinite wisdom, decided to requisition for some heavy equipment to fight the Killdozer. Nice. <laughs> but the Killdozer just, again, knocked all that shit out of the way. <laughs> It's like that, that robot fighting show these days. Yeah, yeah. Battlebots. <laughs> yeah, Battlebots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that can destroy him. You need another stronger robot. <laughs> or at least a robot that can turn over the other robot. A lot of times those guys win on that show because they have like a forklift on their robot and it just turns just the other robot over. So you get a fucking forklift designed, designed to lift tractors and then you can do it. Because yeah. you can just turn the guy over like a turtle. But I don't think they have that equipment ready to go, so all you need is a you just need a bigger tractor. Yeah, I read somewhere, I don't remember where it was, but they're like they they were about to call the National Guard and all sorts of shit on him. Just bombing. Yeah, like they were really, really close. The mayor was really close to signing a thing to do it because they didn't know what the fuck to do and it had been it had been a significant amount of time yeah. that this had been going on. Um yeah, it's not a fast process bulldozing. Yeah. Did he have a way to put gas in it again, or was he only no. going to do the one tank? No, he had the one tank. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't figure out a way like to, like, one that, out gas he, he from the inside. Yeah, the one, that, that one tank would have given him a good fucking eight, nine hours. He definitely would have, like, crossed off all the things on his yeah. <laughs> Marvin is Killdozer had destroyed 13 buildings and done about $7 million worth of damage. His 14th target? Gamble's Hardware. At this point, the battle had taken its toll on the Killdozer. The radiator was leaking a lot, and it began losing horsepower. And as it very slowly crashed through Gramble's hardware's wall, the floor beneath it collapsed, trapping Marv and his machine uh -oh. in a shallow basement below the store. Damn. Yeah, just one of the tracks ended up falling down. Like, went straight he takes, the he goes, he, he slams into the front of the store, then he backs up, then he just goes down the edge of the wall, and I mean, this store's probably what, Casey? 
130 feet long. And it looks like it's like a block. Of yeah, it's like it's a, it's a very very long building. So he just cr he's just crushing the entire taking out length one of hole. the wall. Yeah, so the building's just collapsing <laughs> on the side behind it. Yeah. Oh, he's just taking out one whole side of it. So it's just like. Kush, 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 kush. Yeah, and then yeah. one of the tracks, I guess, ended up collapsing through the floor into the sub basement when he gets to the back side of the back side of it, and and then the thing just gets stuck. Uh, Damn. Was that his last target, though, or did he have more on his list? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I think that was his last target. Nice. I think he hit them all. So at least he yeah. got to them all. SWAT team surrounded the killdozer. One person was said to have heard a single muffled gunshot come from inside the killdozer. The killdozer had stopped all functions, and the two-hour onslaught came to an end. The Grand P police attempted then to use explosives to open the killdozer. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Did not work. People got hurt with that. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys with that idea. Two I mean, specialists were taking the ambulances. That was already dead. <laughs> they actually killed a guy trying to open it. Yeah, it, it, it didn't work again. Nothing, nothing happened. It took them 12... 12 hours using an oxycetylene torch and a crane to break through the fucking shell that Marv had created. Instead, inside, they found Marv dead with a single bullet from a 357 Magnum in his head. And he was the only casualty of this. Wow, that's crazy. I personally think Marv was a fucking hero. Fucked by the system that he had. So many others that have been fucked have fought for, but it's important to not some of the. Oh, to note some of the alternative facts. <laughs> alternative facts. Yeah, the alternative facts. They're they're facts that are alternative. Maybe it was a bit of luck, kind of, in not harming anyone, or maybe fate. Haymeyer did allegedly pop off shots at propane tanks and power transformers. Nice. And one civilian in his rampage. <laughs> they didn't hit him, just one guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 11 of the 13 buildings he smashed into were occupied. So somebody could have gotten They were still occupied? They didn't have time to leave? Yes. Yeah, I feel like, like you have plenty I of time mean, to evacuate the building. Like, there's a bulldozer <laughs> coming like 100 yards away. Grammy, like, Grammy Colorado uh, in, in the mid-2000s was still using telegrams. They, yeah. they were moving as fast as the killdozer. <laughs> Most, if not all, of the information was from the sheriff's department. All of all of those alternative. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's all. Uh, that's all stuff from the sheriff's department. So, yeah. Gotta, effects. Gotta, gotta make it sound like you're not that incompetent, not having been able to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would benefit them to spend. I mean, realistically, like it stopped after two hours, but they didn't actually resolve anything until after fourteen because it took them twelve hours to get. Oh no, it took him 12 hours with the torch. That doesn't include the time after he got stuck. Yeah. And then they decided to try to use explosives again and whatever the. Who knows? Maybe another guy jumped up there and tried to shoot his way. <laughs> shot, a, shot a bunch of it. I got this, guys. <laughs> I'm Glenn Trader and I never fail. Shoot my way through. But it took him a long time to get in there before they realized he was dead, so I guess it was technically still happening. If they didn't know until. They opened the door and sound found out he was dead. <coughs> it was finally over, I guess. <laughs> One certain fact is that 
a Myers list included not only all the buildings that he smashed, but the names of the people that wronged him, like the mayor and Dushefs. In all honesty, he failed, in my opinion. Because he did shoot at Dushef, and he didn't kill him. Didn't hit and he Dushef. also didn't kill that mayor. He did wreck their businesses, though. Yes, he did. Rest in peace, Marvin Haymire. True American hero. Sorry. Oh, Marv. Oh, you guys want to know what the mayor's name was? Yeah. Sure, yeah. He was Mayor L.R. Dick Thompson. Dick Thompson. L.R. Dick Thompson. <laughs> How many names is that? L.R. Dick. <laughs> I think the dick was like a, a like... Richard Nixon type of dick, like it was like a nickname, but oh, okay. yeah, he was Oh, the R probably stands L- for Richard. Richard okay. Yeah, L R L R Dick Leroy Thompson. Richard Thompson. <laughs> Leroy Richard Thompson. <laughs> they call me L R Dick. Yeah, I was thinking it was like Leroy Raymond Dick. <laughs> He's like, a, I'd rather just go by Dick. I'd rather go by Dick. <laughs> just call me L R Dick. Dick, boys. Just, just call me L Dick. L Dick. Oh, thanks, guys. That's great, man. Yeah. It's Marvin Haymeyer. Good old Marvin. Yeah, Rest in peace, Marvin Haymeyer. Good old boy. Rest in peace, Marvin Haymeyer. Hero of Colorado. He did something. <laughs> Sticking it to the man. Should kill those fools. He showed it. He showed him what he was about. Yeah. But didn't quite get the whole job done. But. He made a statement because no one else has done that. So that's so that's pretty crazy. Check out patreon.com slash outside view. Links can be found at birdfights.com slash outside view. On behalf of the outside view, we would like to thank one of our partners, Mr. Smiley, and all of his musical contributions to the show, his sound mastering, and overall efforts in contributing to a pleasing show for all of our listeners. Let me do that one better. Like, I think I can do that one do better. Do it again, do it again. I'm gonna be your holla boy. Alright, here we go. Yo, what's up, folks? Here we are, popping at you live. Hardcore from Scruffy's Farm, you know what I'm saying? Scruffy's Farm. I wanna give a big shout out to our boy, Mr. Smiley, for throwing down all them tight beats every fucking time, you know what I mean? That's right, he throws down them tight beats, you know what I'm saying? He does them real tight beats, makes our sound sound real good. Does all of our mastering, all of our original music for the show. Outside view, we couldn't do it without Mr. Smiley. Big ups to Mr. Smiley, y'all. Mr. Smiley. Mr. Smiley. Mr. Smiley. Mr. Smiley.